Hi there, everyone. My name is Lars Hammer. I'm the pastor here at Lord of Grace Lutheran Church in Moran, Arizona. And I want to welcome you all to our All Saints service that's coming up here on November 1st and just share a few thoughts with you about the day, uh, what it is, why we, what we do. Uh, normally, every year at Lord of Grace, we make a big celebration out of it. And what we do is we make these crosses, we take these crosses, cut them out of cardstock, and we pass them out to everyone the week before. So you can go home and then you can decorate them to remember someone in your life, uh, a loved one, a family member, someone in your church community, someone who has died before. And then during the service, we would come up and pre-COVID, we would cover that whole back wall that you see behind me with crosses. We'd have dozens of crosses over the whole thing uh, as a big kind of a tribute to remember those. And as a ritual for us, it can be a very healing thing. It's really cool. This year, because we've had to move the services outside, what we're going to do instead is we've got this big old renovated uh, door that we covered in cork and you can take your crosses and make them at the outside service or still make them at home and then come up and post those. And uh, so we'll be doing that on November 1st for our All Saints service. But just to fill you in a little bit on what All Saints is, if you're kind of new to this or you're new to the church, uh, All Saints is a holiday that goes back originally, originally back into the times of the early church when there were persecutions of Christians and when somebody in a particular church would die for their faith, they would make a point, the church community would make a point of setting aside a day to remember them and to honor them with. And what happened was, as time went on, the persecutions got worse and worse and the number of Christians who died got bigger and bigger and it got to the point where the calendar was all filled up and they couldn't remember everybody's names. And so they created a holiday for all the saints, for those who didn't get a particular day on the calendar and those whose names we don't know or don't remember, we still honor them. So that's All Saints Day. Uh, and it comes out of a biblical tradition. They use that word a lot in the Bible, saints. Sometimes they use it to talk about other fellow Christians who are alive. You know, the fellow, my, I'm writing this to my fellow saints at the church in Corinth, for example, Paul would say. So saints could be the people in the community with us. It could also mean uh, those who have gone before, even if they weren't martyrs, they're, fa they're sa people who've gone before, or it could mean martyrs, uh, those who have specifically died for their faith, either because they renounced, they, they refused to renounce their faith, they refused to de deny Jesus, or because they were doing something Christ-like and that got them killed. Uh, they were out advocating for the poor and a military dictatorship killed them for that. That kind of thing. Those are saints. So saints can mean a lot of things. It can mean a lot of different things. I think it's a lot easier for us in America to think of saints in the first two ways. You know, yeah, saints are the good people around me. Yeah, saints are those who've gone before. Trying to understand martyrdom is still kind of a hard thing for us, I think. You know, in America, our government doesn't kill people for going to church. So we don't, we don't live that reality the way that a lot of our brothers and sisters do around the world. 
But as Christians too, you know, we all have to ask this question and we all kind of go through this process of asking ourselves, you know, if I were to die, what would be the point of it? Or would I be willing to die for something I believed in or some higher cause? And, you know, if I only get one life on this earth, if that's all I get, what am I willing to give it up for? I mean, I don't want to give it up for nothing. You know, I'd like to think that if I died, you know, my death would somehow change things and make it worth it. But, you know, we all ask, if there's nothing after this, is it still worth it? You know, um, there's always, of course, the other possibility. You know, I may not believe in a resurrection. I may not believe that there's anything more after this. But maybe I know that my death in this particular way could somehow change the world. You know, the idea of sort of a, uh, you know, the idea that anyone could uh, understand of you see a bomb on the middle of the street, you jump on the bomb to save the hundreds of people all around you. I may not get a resurrection, but I can understand that, right? That's a giving act. But what if I couldn't see any trade-off to it? You know, would I still stand up for what's right and do what Jesus said if I was wasn't sure there would be any reward for it? If you look in the Bible, there's this great passage in the book of Revelation, which is the last book of the Bible here. And it says, uh, John is getting this vision. He's writing down this vision he gets. And so here's his vision, or part of it. He says, when he opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar, the souls of those who had been slaughtered for the word of God and for the testimony they had given. They cried out with a loud voice, Sovereign Lord, holy and true, how long will it be before you judge and avenge your blood on the inhabitants of the earth? They were each given a white robe and told to rest a little bit longer. So, I mean, you got to picture this. There's plagues and, and famines and death and all these horrible things that these people have lived through. And they stood up for Jesus and did what was right. And they made good choices and they died for it. And instead of sitting on a cloud with a harp sipping mojitos, they're jammed under an altar, squished in there watching things going on. And they're complaining. Why are we here? Why is it taking so long? You know, they don't get an instantaneous reward. And they're kind of upset about it. And they have to wait for everything else to be done first. Everything else in God's plan has to be done first. And then they will get to be a part of this new city, this resurrection, this new heaven, this new earth. They'll get to be a part of that, but they got to wait. And so God goes and says, well, it's not going to happen yet, but in the meantime, here's a change of clothes. You know, and I could, I could just picture a martyr holding up a sign saying, I got eaten by lions and all I got was this lousy new robe. Okay, that was maybe a little flippant. But what's, you know, God's trying to tell us something, I think, about what, how, what it's like. That maybe we need to rethink what we do. Uh, and if we're following God, because we think we're going to get something for ourselves, or for following God just to be with God. You know, if God is the reward and we don't need anything else. 
So this is really, in a sense, I would say a lot what love is, right? You don't, you're not in it for yourself. You don't, you don't love to get something for yourself. You don't love to get praised. You appreciate it, but that's not why you love someone. And if you really love someone, you don't even care if you get hurt or if you lose it all. Love is its own reward. And so do we follow God to get the praise and the honor? And do we follow God so that there's some heavenly place afterwards? Or is following God its own reward? Is loving its own reward? Is that part of our message that we should be getting on All Saints Day? I, I knew a guy years ago. He had a wife uh, who had very advanced MS, but she got it in her 30s. He was a lot older. And he knew this about her when he married her. And so there was no secret. And he married her anyways. She even told him, it's going to be a lot of work. And he married her anyways. God bless him. And it wasn't long into their marriage before this, his, her condition started to get so advanced that he had to take care of her all day, every day. So she was bedridden, and taking care of her became his full-time job. And it became his full-time job for the next 14 years. So for 14 years, he lived under a sort of house arrest, only leaving for food and to do errands, until eventually she died. What did he get out of it? As far as I could tell, nothing. I mean, home care can be hard. You know, there was no one throwing him a parade. Did he feel good about himself for doing it? Maybe. I don't know. I never got that sense. I'm not a mind reader. There wasn't some big inheritance. She wasn't an heiress. And yeah, he knew it would end eventually. But just ending the suffering isn't really a reward. He could have gotten that by leaving her. So I don't know how he did it. That was a lot of years. And all I could figure is that deep down, he really just loved her. Almost in a way like I've never seen anyone love someone else. And when I'd go and see them, I'd lean over and I'd talk to her. And she'd have this glow uh, by the end uh, so that she could barely talk back. It was hard for her to talk. But she had this glow whenever she would look at her husband. And after she died... He didn't seem terribly relieved. Again, maybe I didn't read it right. He just missed her. I'm not sure that's how I would have done things. Maybe I, I would have got, I think I like to think I would have gotten AIDS, maybe. But it, this isn't what it's about. What, it's, what is it about? It's about love, right? Having someone so precious to you that the rest doesn't matter. You know it's going to end, but you don't care because there's no other reward that matters. Jesus is trying to teach us that. He's not trying to bribe us into being good followers by offering us a, 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 self, a heaven full of selfish pleasures in return for some suffering now. He could have just done those things by himself. But to know God and to be loved by God is reward enough in itself. And we remember that as we get to All Saints Day, that there are people who've gone before us, and we remember them, and we love them, and we honor them, and we miss them. But we don't miss them for what we got out of it. We miss them because we love them.
And so we have a chance here. I invite you to again, check out our service uh, if you can. It will be online too. And you can follow along on with all saints and have an opportunity in your own life to remember those who've gone before. The love that you just had and the people you miss. And to remember that, yes, one day we will be together again in the resurrection when all of the saints are back together. So uh, I hope you all have a great week and uh, a great All Saints Day. So take care. God bless.